Hi, I'm Richard Scase and I'm chair of the Canterbury Society. Um, it's been quite an eventful um, period since um, I last did a podcast um, in association with Canterbury News. Canterbury News, of course, which is published by the Society, the Canterbury Society, and superbly edited by Nessa, who does a fantastic job in getting the um, newsletter published, um, getting it out, editing it, and getting it out every um, two or three weeks. A fantastic job in terms of the news and information that she provides. Well, anyway, um, a number of issues to consider in this particular podcast. I suppose the um, most outstanding one and the most important one from a local point of view is that the council has decided to abolish its town forums, which I think is a great pity because the town forums were an important pillar, I think, of local democracy. And um, I don't think the council really gave the town forums a chance. They were set up two years ago. And of course, um, during that two years, they've been unable to operate um, in the last, uh, what, six months because of COVID-19 uh, and the lockdown. But, uh, and so they really haven't had a chance to improve themselves to be effective. Uh, but in any case, I think they have been very effective. Um, what they've done is they've created a forum where um, local citizens can meet local councillors to share and express their views and opinions, which they wouldn't normally do at council meetings or at committees of councils. <clears throat> the meetings I've attended, excuse me, the meetings that I've attended of town forums really have drawn in um, and reflected the great diversity of our city. I mean, on one occasion, we had um, a presentation uh, by young people from the Thannington Estate um, arguing the case for a skateboard rink, park or whatever you call the things. And um, that was expressed uh, by some young people from that estate. And... Um, in a very self-confident way. And I suspect they wouldn't feel confident to present in front of a council. Uh, they wouldn't have the self-confidence, they wouldn't have the, um, uh, the, 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 the presentation skills uh, that professional people who speak in public normally have. And so I think the town forums were uh, an important pillar of democracy because they drew into the decision-making process people who otherwise wouldn't be involved. So what do we do now without our town forums? Well, I think um, well, I think there are a number of possibilities and something I have been considering, and it'd be great to have people's opinions about this. I wonder whether, in fact, the Canterbury Society, whether we shouldn't step in and have discussions with the council whereby we would provide, as Canterbury Society, a forum uh, for discussion about local issues uh, and then feed those through to the council. But clearly we would need to have a process a process set up, an agreement set up with the council, whereby discussions and indeed decisions and indeed um, 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 views about various kind of planning issues, well, issues of all sort, uh, would be conveyed through to the council and these would be taken seriously. But I would hope perhaps we could have a discussion with the council, with the leader of the council, uh, Ben Fitter-Harding, uh, possibly as well with Colin Carmichael, to look at this possibility. Whilst we're on the issue of um, local democracy, um, I think the council, Canterbury City Council, is to be applauded for the, the extent to which it's um, gone to great lengths to um, go out for public consultation and discussion in the preparation of its local plan. It's arranged a number of um, webinars, not webinars, uh, it's arranged a number of meetings um, online 
virtual meetings, um, inviting members of the public to express their opinions in terms of how they would like Canterbury City to develop in the future. Um, and of course, a whole range of questions uh, crop up in relationship to this. I mean, how is the Canterbury, how is the city centre in Canterbury um, going to thrive in the changing world post-COVID? Uh, we're all aware of um, the number of shops which presently are not open. We hope it's only for a very temporary short-term basis. Um, but I think the town centre, the city centre in Canterbury, is going to become reconfigurated over the next few years. It seems to me that uh, there'll be a return to um, living in the city centre. And if you look above the um, shop front level, the, the high street levels, if you look at the, the buildings above the shops, you will see that uh, the facades uh, are still very much the same as they've always been. And you can see how uh, those buildings will perhaps return to residential accommodation in the future. But that's just one example. It seems to me there are a number of other issues in terms of how do we beautify and improve the, the experience for visitors and for residents in the city centre. And I think the council are to be applauded for inviting different groups and associations and individuals to express their opinions as part and parcel of their preparation of their local plan, which is from now until 2040. Equally too, they had another forum which has been looking at um, transportation. We're all aware of the poor air quality in Canterbury. We're all aware of the congestion. And so how can we cope with these and other issues? I mean, to what extent with technology and electric cars, which I think will become the predominant type of vehicle in the future? Um, to what extent can electric cars be encouraged for people to use these? But also to the issue of cycling and uh, pedestrian ways uh, has also been discussed in the forum that I attended. But I think, you know, planners, developers always talk about the need for a modal shift shift, and for us to, um, to cycle instead of using our cars. But every time that discussion crops up, I think to myself, is this really going to happen on a wet, cold February morning? Are parents really going to cycle into Canterbury to the schools uh, in those sorts of conditions? And uh, I'm very suspicious. Uh, I, I have to say I'm very cynical. Uh, and uh, the extent to which cycle, cycling is going to solve the problems in Canterbury um, is, I think, an open question. Having said that, I'm dead in favour of having more cyclists, having more cycle tracks. And the thing that comes to my mind is um, why can't many of the footpaths, their public right-of-ways, be turned into cycle routes shared with walkers, leisure walkers and others. This happens, of course, between Canterbury and Whitstable, the Crab and Winkle line, cyclists and uh, pedestrians. We both share uh, that, um, that route uh, with, um, I think, with um, enjoyment for both groups of people and causing no harm for either group. So I think um, we could be looking at, um, we should be looking at the extent to which um, footpaths, bridleways, bridleways can be uh, developed uh, as cycle tracks as well as um, walking um, um, tracks for uh, um, other people. Finally, I think it's um, important to, um, to uh, raise an enormous achievement of the society um, over the last, um, well, it's been something that's been underway now for the last year or so. But last week, uh, the underpass, the St Dunstan's pedestrian underpass below the um, railway line uh, was officially opened. And it's absolutely superb. From becoming a scruffy, dirty underpass, it's now become an art gallery. 
um, the works of Henry Coburn, a local artist of there. Uh, I recommend anyone to go and see them. I'd recommend anybody to walk under the underpass through this now art gallery rather than waiting for the um, 1032 or wherever it is and waiting for the, um, the crossing to go up, the gates of the crossing to go up. It's absolutely superb. And I think everyone has to be congratulated in getting that uh, project completed. And particularly, of course, us, who in partnership with other organisations were involved with crowdfunding and also in being very much involved with the design and the development um, of, of that project. So please try and go to uh, the St Dunstan's Underpass because it is a great pleasure. Well, I'm Richard Scase. Um, I'm chair of the Canterbury Society, a society which we try to be all-inclusive, a society which represents the interests of all groups, individuals in the city. So please join. Very easy to do so. Go to our website, www. I'm not sure you need that anymore, but www.canterburysociety.org.uk. You'll be very welcome to come to our various events, our meetings, our discussions. Of course, they've been a bit on hold over the last few months because of COVID-19 restrictions. But even so, if you go to our website you'll, and click on current projects, you will see we've been doing a huge amount of work, although perhaps in a very kind of um, um, undercover, uh, um, behind the scenes way. But please go to our website, take a look to see what we're doing. And if you like what you see, please come and join us in the Canterbury Society. Well, I'm Richard Scase. I hope you will join. I enjoy being chair of the Canterbury Society. And it's this, I think, a great addition to our local community.